name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One, who is risen today, so that we might have life, and a life of love in Him. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I've been here at University Lutheran for a while now, which means that every now and again we have University Lutheran alumni that show up and pop up at random times. And when they show up, I usually start to ask them questions about how life is going outside of Tallahassee or outside of this place and this church. And it's always a a pretty interesting thing for me to hear what's going on in their lives and where they're at and what they're doing doing, and uh, all of those things. And so, sure enough, just a little while uh, ago, we had one of those alumni come in. And uh, we started to talk, and and I started to ask, you know, where are you working? What are you doing? Uh, What kind of stuff is going on in your life? Uh, How's your relationship with your family? Uh, Those kind of things. And then towards the end, because we had had several conversations about relationships and things like that when uh, this student had had been here, I asked the question, how's your love life? And she told me, and and that's really not the point of this sermon. It isn't. More to the point is actually that question, how is your love life? And I thought about that, and and I I thought, you know, what does that, that really mean? How is your love life? If you think about it, uh, your your love life is probably something that you've sort of partitioned off, you've sort of segmented away from the rest of your life. It's different than your work life or your salt life, if you're one of those people with that thing on your truck. (laughs) Or your bus life or whatever life you have, this love life is something that is uh, separate, it's distinct. And so uh, I, I kind of started to wonder, well, what is that life like? It's a life of relationships, right? It, it's basically your life as it sort of works with other people's lives. It's your life in relationship to others. And sometimes our love life is really great. And, and sometimes our love life is, well, maybe not so great. And it all has to do with who we're in relationship with and how we answer that question. When we say, well, my love life is going great, I'm with this person, you wouldn't believe them. They love me for who I am, and they don't expect me to be anybody different. Doesn't that sound like a great love life? Or maybe you'll ask somebody else about their love life, and they'll give you almost the exact opposite. I broke up with that person because, well, they wanted me to be somebody completely different from who I was. That's not me. And so they weren't really in love with me, and so I just kicked them out of my love life. See you later, sucker. And and you've, you've got this sort of tenuous relationship with who we love and who we don't and who we let into that partitioned area of our lives called our love life. Because somebody can be in your work life and they're not in your love life. Somebody can be in your school life and they're not in your love life. 
And that area of love life is one that we hold very sacred and very dear. And when that's broken, we know it. We, we feel it. We, we know what it's like to have a broken love life. It feels bad. It feels sometimes lonely. It feels like there's just something that's not right. And so what I'd like us to think about beginning today and into this entire feast of Easter is our love life and relationship to God. And how that relationship is. You see, we've, we've got a whole lot of different ways of explaining our love life, uh, at least on Facebook, right? My Facebook status says married. Anybody else? Uh, all right, all right. Got some married people. Good, good. Um, uh, anybody's uh, Facebook status say engaged? Woo! We're excited for you. <laughs> Just a few, not, not that many. Um, uh, how, how many of you, um, and you can't look around and try to look for a date here. How many of you single? All right. Okay, good, good. Um, uh, how many of you, this, this is my favorite relationship status on Facebook ever. It's complicated. <laughs> well, so, that, that's a lot what our relationship with God is like at times. Some of us are married. Some of us are completely committed to God and to His church, and we said we are in, and no matter how rough it gets, we are there, we are going to stick there, and this is going to be a married relationship. This is what it's all about. And some of us, well, some of us, we were there, and then we got divorced or separated. And something happened, and it was ugly, and there was something that said, okay, I used to be married to God, I used to be married to His church, I used to have this sense of commitment, and now all of a sudden that's gone. And others of us, we've never really had that, and so we're still kind of playing around in the dating field. And we're kind of dating God, and we're dating the church, and we're, we're trying to figure out if we can actually stand that for eternity. I mean, that's a big commitment, right? And, and so we're like, okay, can I live with this God for the rest of ever? And we're trying to figure that out. I mean, honestly. And then some of us are, are just straight up single. We're playing the field. We're like, nah, nah I'm not ready. Uh, you know, maybe someday. But not right now. And for some of us, maybe more than a few of us, that relationship is complicated. Where you're, you're really not quite sure where to put yourself. Am, am I married? Am I single? Am I engaged? Am I divorced? Am I separated? What, what am I? And if you're there, you're, you're really not in bad company. Because we, we all kind of struggle with that sense of this complicated relationship that we have with a Savior who died on a cross for us and rose again out of a tomb. 
to give us new relationships. Because these new relationships, they're, they're different. All of a sudden, since He died on that cross and rose again from that tomb, we have a relationship with God like nobody in history had ever had a relationship with God. All of a sudden, He loves us. All of a sudden, He cares for us. All of a sudden, we don't have to kill barnyard animals in order for that to happen. We just have to say, I believe. And actually believe. It's a different relationship. And then we find out that there's another relationship that comes along with it because he has said, I have this relationship with this thing called the church. She's my bride. Now, I said, I'm married. Get this. If you love me and don't love that beautiful woman in the green dress over there, our relationship is not going to work. It's going to be broken. It's going to be complicated. And that's the way that it is with the church. That's a confusing, complicated relationship. We're not used to dealing with people like that. We're used to, especially in the United States of America, we're used to dealing with people one-on-one. And when you bring somebody else into that relationship, it gets weird and confusing, and we're not sure what to do. And then to make things even more confusing, Jesus says, Well, I don't just, lo- I don't just love the, the church, my bride. I actually love the entire world. And that's where we pick up with Peter this morning. Peter, in Acts 10, he starts this off saying, I see now that God shows no partiality. And it's kind of a weird place to jump in in the beginning of Easter because we're in Acts 10. And so you need a little bit of a background story. Basically what has happened here is that Peter has been a good Jew his entire life. He's uh, avoided bacon, uh, no cheeseburgers. He's done all his prayers at the right time. It's been all good. He has that relationship with God, he thinks, figured out. But what he finds out is that the relationship is different. God has just let down a vision of a sheet full of unclean animals for him, and he says, go and kill and eat. Don't call unclean what I have called clean. Don't make this relationship about just you and me. There's more to it than that, Peter. Which I love that Peter is only getting this in Acts 10. You know, sometimes we can get this kind of crazy idea that Peter was really a schlub in the Gospels, and then that all of a sudden in Acts he's a rock star. Acts 10 tells us, ah, no, he's still a schlub. (laughs) Because in in Acts 10, Peter is still like, oh! 
wait a second, you mean that you show no partiality? And I can imagine God saying, yes, Peter, I show no partiality, which is probably good for you. Remember, cockle-doodle-doo? <laughs> oh, yeah. But Peter gets it now, which is a great thing. For Peter, and it's a great thing for you. It's a great thing in this Easter season. Because we can get it. We can get this relationship. And it doesn't matter where we're coming from. It doesn't matter if we're coming from, yeah, we've been married for a while, and we're trying to figure out ways to spice up the relationship. Or... We just got engaged. I have no idea what is going to happen in this relationship. Or, or we've been divorced for a while, and I'm not, I'm not holding out any hope that me and God are ever getting back together again. Or maybe you're at the place where it's just complicated. Easter is a moment that lets us know that our God, the God who sent us Jesus Christ in order to die on a cross and raise again from a tomb, that that God is a God who makes new starts out of dead ends. You can't get much more of a dead end than a tomb. And so if you feel like you're in a dead end in your relationship with God, If you feel like you're in a dead-end relationship with the church, if you feel maybe that you're a Christian and you just, hey, you've, you've had a lot of God and you've had a lot of church and you're just not sure how to take that and have that go out into the world, God makes new life out of dead ends. And so no matter who you are here today, no matter what your relationship is like, if that feels like it's at a dead end, God will raise that up. The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead is the power that will work in your heart to renew that relationship with God, to renew that relationship with His church, to renew that relationship with a world that He loved so much that He died for. Embrace that new life. That new love life. And just like any other new relationship, get excited. Spend all your time with them, because that's what we do. Take care and nurture. This relationship is important. And that's why He's renewed it for you. Amen.